A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian, joined as always by who shall I go with first? Let's go with Ben. Hiya. That's How nice. we doing? You okay? Yeah, mate. Good. How are you? I'm fine. Japan have just scored. Have they? Yeah. Germany might be getting out. Knocked out. Oh, sayonara, Germany. And uh, there we go. And also here. Hello, Dave. I can't top that now. I'd uh, I'd say something about Godzilla, but that's uh, that's my only Japanese reference I've got, to be honest with you. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll go with that. Pokemon. There's so many different references. Yeah, yeah I noticed Ben when uh, when we were driving down the other day that he's still very much a Pokemon man in Nottingham. Yeah. There were there were lots of uh, Pokemon balls had, or whatever you. I had find. to make sure I got a, a Pokemon gift for Debs. I had to spin Knox County. It's a stop, so I have to spin it, so I get a gift, and then I can share gifts. And Debs always sends me ones from football stadiums that she goes to, uh, so I thought I should return the one the one time I actually go to a football stadium. She was there as well, wasn't he? I don't know. Would she not get the same gift? Doesn't matter. It's still, it's just nice to gift things, people, isn't it? Oh, well, it's like the whole premise of Christmas. There you go. Christmas has come early. It has. It. Speaking of gifts and Christmas coming early, uh, the terrace giveaway is closed. Oh. Yeah. Slam shut like a good transfer window. And who were our winners, Ben? Am I allowed to say them, or is it like some GDPR rubbish that I can't say their names? Give us initials. Why don't you say their first names and get them to check their emails in case they haven't already? Have they replied? One has, one hasn't. Okay. Oh, come um, on, winner number two. Reply. Nigel. Nigel has replied. Oh, I I've got Nigel. his address. Nigel's, uh, Nigel's sorted. Saying he, uh, he was very grateful 
So this whole family goes to the games, which I like that. I like that. Um, who hasn't replied yet? Uh, Kirk, you haven't replied. Kirk, Kirk come Jackson. On. Kirk Jackson. He needs Kevin Gould to assist him for this one, doesn't he? Yeah. If you can, uh, if you can check your spam folder, Kirk, that'd be brilliant. Cheers. But uh, the sooner, you, sooner you get back to us, the sooner we can tell the good people at the terrace where to send your stuff. Kirk's up and down South Somerset, uh, frantically checking their spam at this very moment. Like... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do it, so, Kirk's. We had hundreds of people enter. Hundreds. Yeah. Multiple yeah. hundreds. Very good, very good. Well, congratulations to Nigel, Nigel and Kirk. Kirk. Well done, and thank you to the Terrace as well. We have to give mm. them a thank you, don't we? Especially Carl. Go and, go and buy some stuff from them. Please. Now? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. Okay, all right. That's, I'm just going like to put myself on whilst yeah. I go and buy something. Yeah. Need more mugs. Yeah. Um, What has happened this week, eh? Not a lot. There's a documentary came out. Well, the documentary came out. Yeah. Have if we anybody likes a spreadsheet, that is a documentary for you to watch. Mm. If anybody like me, who got an E in maths and then reset it and got an F, then... Yeah, I had to count my letters. That's then. quite impressive, that. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you believe that that bloke on his 45 minutes on his lunch break pulled together the average attendance yeah. of every <laughs> club up and down the National League yeah. and worked out a funding formula? No, no. I he, think. Unless he already had it. Unless, <laughs> unless, he, unless he already had the attendances lined up somewhere foreshadowing this shambles. Nigel Dyson-esque with his 48,000 million page. Uh, now, I, I would back Nigel Dyson to do that in a long time. Nigel Dyson could have fixed it in about in a heartbeat. Seconds. In yeah. a heartbeat. I have no question in my mind that Nigel Dyson could have fixed the whole thing in about 20 seconds flat. This dude took 45 minutes. <laughs> Come and join us uh, with Nigel at our level and, you know, we'll talk. But yeah, lots of numbers. It, lots of numbers, lots of sticking things to walls. Yeah, all all very Loads dramatic, back. wasn't it? Yeah, the printer I got li- a good workout. <laughs> it did. I also like the the scene where the the journalist has obviously had a phone call and he's pulled out and thought we better pulled over and thought we better get this on camera and it's like on the phone outside the car in the middle next to a busy road. It's like. It's all very like. I, it... I, I figured he must have been stood near somewhere where this person was, almost as if he was driving towards them. Or, but um, but then the other person didn't show up. So did did he just have a cameraman following him round? <laughs> must have done. Yeah, just in the, in the passenger seat at all times. Phones ringing, Dave. Get the uh, get the camera sorted. Turn it on. We'll pull <laughs> over here. Give him a call back. Maybe let's drive to a trade in the state and make it look like I've just been given a phone call. Exactly. Anyway, uh, the, the, the theatrical license um, aside, it, it, it did seem to be a, a comprehensive um, piece of journalism. And mm. as much as there were lots of numbers there, and it was obvious that uh, it, a lot, lots of people have been spoken to, hadn't they? And, and I guess there's always a way with these things. Lots of people from kind of one side of the argument. Uh, but that's no criticism of the journalism because the effort was certainly made, mm. or it seems, to speak to the other side of the argument. Um, and I don't know whether the idea of it was they could say, I think, was it a letter they received from the Football League um, board saying that it was a small number of or a vocal minority or something like that they had in the letter? That they, I don't mm. know whether the 
um, the efforts to just maybe to discredit it by saying, oh, well, we're not going to involve ourselves in it. And it will just look like a bunch of people um, complaining that they didn't get their fair share. The, the, the only guy seemed to be uh, the guy from from Dorking. The, the lad, lad, lad from uh, from Dorking, who I guess they were nationally south, so they would have lost out. But no, no, he, no, no, they they were one. They who, benefited. They benefited, yeah, right. Because right. it because it was supposedly based on gate money. Yeah. But then it didn't end up being based on gate money. Yeah. It, they actually ended up benefiting from it because it wasn't based on yeah. gate money. And he their, was saying, their main if income you wasn't from tickets, yeah. He kept talking about the boffins, didn't they? And if they came up with <laughs> yeah. their, uh, um, their their formula, we'd have gone with it. So I suppose he was probably the only one on there who was saying, I benefit from this, but it doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. Now, I guess at this stage, we have to say that our chairman, Scott Priestnell, uh, his statement, which appeared on the club website, in response to the, I think it was just after the trailer for this documentary appeared, didn't it? And he said in his um, statement that he voted against it, or he was, I think he said he was the only one on the board. He voted against the, the funding formula. Yeah. Um, and it would all come out in the minutes or something to that yeah. effect, didn't they? Yeah. And we were the only club that has a board member on the National League board that came out negative as well didn't we as well yeah we lost out from it not by not an insignificant amount of money i don't know if you managed to pause the spreadsheet 40k wasn't it about 40k just show 40 grand that's not an insignificant amount of cash no i i I did think it was quite it's quite interesting that that scott didn't sign the letter and said that he was against it the whole time because quite clearly it didn't add up. It didn't make sense. It didn't serve the purpose it was designed to do. And I kind of hope that this um, David Bernstein report does come out. And I do hope that minutes that Scott referred to in his little statement are made published, are published and made public because, and maybe this is the thing that no one ever thought we'd hear, hear us say. I think Scott might come out on the right side of history of that decision. Yeah. Well, those numbers alone make you think, that they did in, in that argument, didn't they? Yeah, and, and yeah. no wonder he voted against it. No wonder he disagreed with it. Yeah. Because we were 40K short of what we should have been. Yeah. And yeah. other clubs that, that got very little in the way of attendances, because everyone was getting just an even cut of the cash, were suddenly benefiting big time. So actually, from a Yeovil point of view, I think it's really interesting. Not that, not that Scott should have been like, hey, other board members can i get in on some of this dodgy action please as well it should have been that everyone got their gate receipts basically was and it... the... go on no go on i was gonna say was it dover that got a massive chunk of money and they... then th- then they <laughs> then they got massively fined for not mm. playing their games didn't they yeah because it was loans not grant yeah well, that's the second that's the second pot of cash yeah. wasn't it yeah, but it, again, you know, they're a club that massively benefited. Then three months later, we're like, oh, hang on, then got fined, and then all of that, and you just think those fines were just—they just made no sense. Nah. It just clear that whoever has made that decision on whatever board 
at yeah. whatever level has just got no common sense whatsoever. Yes, yeah. it's in the rules, but you turn around and go, you've been fined one pence. Yeah. There you go. We, we've got to find you because the rules say we've got to find you, but it's, it'll be 50p, please. Yeah. And you just, ugh, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So it's interesting that that, I hope, will rumble on and rumble on and rumble on. Because um, I think it needs to. I guess yeah. the um, the other eye-opener was the um, fact that National League board members aren't supposed to vote on issues that will affect their club. It doesn't then... leave many people on the board, though, does it? <laughs> no. Just the general secretary and the finance secretary, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Or the Isn't chair and the vice chair. Or was the vice chair at a club? Or was... The not sure. vice chair, well, I don't know, because the vice chair changed, didn't it? Because it was Brian Barrick. Barwick, Barwick, I don't know how you say yeah. it. It's Barwick yeah. in the Oval, isn't it? But, it uh, is, yeah, but, but I think I think he's Barwick. <laughs> um, uh, and it was Jack Pierce, was it? Now Jack Pierce, I'm sure, used to be something to do with Bognor Regis Town, unless I've got my Pierce's wrong. But yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the line that they went underwent a thorough recruitment process, yeah. to, <laughs> and then appointed a vice chair. Yeah. To chair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say, by the way, um, we are one Costa Rica goal from seeing both Spain and Germany get eliminated. We really? Blimey. Well, you'll know by the time you listen to this. Mm. Good listeners. There you go. You will know whether that... Yeah, I thought I, okay. I thought it was a, a well put together. It was a little bit a little bit dramatic at times. Lots of people staring beyond the camera. <laughs> Lots of that going on. Um, yeah. But and actually, looking yeah. at the phone and then looking back at the camera and just shaking their head. Yeah. <laughs> mastered the art of the frustrated hang up um, if anyone hasn't seen it I think they should go and see it because yeah. I think it needs to rumble on as well I hope Ollie Bayless gets his freedom of information through I'm not sure he will though I-, I wonder if anyone took any minutes in those meetings they-, they-, they surely can't be can they we don't know No. you'd hope so you damn well hope so you would hope so yeah well anywho so yes, so that was Gate Money Doc. Um, and the other thing that's happened this week is Jamie Andrews is staying till January. Yeah, January the second. January the second, which I mean, I've only seen the guy play once. Yeah, against uh, Notts County, but mm-hmm. I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he's added so much balance to our midfield since he's come in. Um, yeah brilliant bit of recruitment and now we've got him for the talkie double header as well in new year that feels like a he feels like an important part of the team now almost you know he's come in straight away and has he played every game since mark cooper brought him in i think he has yeah he? yeah yeah he came oh, in was it that woking game woking game he started yeah yeah so he's you know a big part of that so very good yeah all for all for him and all for him staying Yes. And the supporters meeting, the promised meeting for November. Yeah. Ticked into December and then statement from Scott Priestnell today on the club website, uh, sending his apologies for not scheduling the meeting as yet. There are some important developments happening within the football club that will form part of that meeting. I hope to update you further and provide a meeting date in the next seven to ten days. Right. So, Q. Q wild speculation as to what developments are. <laughs> the marquee moving. 
yay, that's a development, yeah. Um, or the planning application for the marquee moving being approved, that would be a development, yeah. 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 Difficult to know, isn't it? I mean, is it, you know, if we put two and two, if our maths is as ropey as it normally is on the Glover's cast, could it do, with, could, it, <laughs> could it have anything to do with Martin Hellier's patience wearing thin? Yeah. <laughs> and set, setting fire to furniture as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Have, you, have you have you seen the cost of energy bills? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Start setting fire to stuff. Yeah, yeah. What, maybe maybe Martin Hellier is starting fires because he knows Mark Cooper's quite good at putting out fires. Oh, yeah. we're back to fire starting yeah, firefighters fire, again, fire, aren't we? Fire, fire, firefighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you were a firefighter, I think that that um, short video that he posted alone would be yeah, have you reaching for the the expandable foam, wouldn't it? Is that what you put fires out with? <laughs> Expanding foam. <laughs> what's that? What's that? But that's what when when you get a foam fire extinguisher, it goes, doesn't it? I'm not talking screw fix expanding foam. Here. I'm talking, I'm not talking about your insulation or anything. I don't know if there's okay. any um any fire people. Yeah, I don't want to say firemen because that's we're an yeah. inclusive podcast. Um, listening, then let us know. Yeah. If, Dave's on the money with expanding fire foam. Yeah, please, please let me know. <laughs> please let me know before I hurt myself. Before he <laughs> buys a load of expanding foam, yeah. just in case there's a fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so what could it be? Is development, is that a keyword? Uh, or is it something to do with the development of the stadium, which we were we were promised um, or we were told that there should be plans available before Christmas? Seven to ten days would be before Christmas, so might have something. That matters getting better. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I might get, might push an E again, mightn't I? Eh? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> odd, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't Google that, kids. No. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyway, gonna stop talking now before the police uh, come knocking on my door. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the de- the the developments will be? Well, presumably, the owner of the football club. Um. So yeah, can's been kicked down the road. Uh-huh. Let's hope. Let's hope we catch up with it without needing to kick it again. Yeah, Actually, a lot more than that, really. Just kick the can, and somebody will kick the can eventually in the right direction. Okay. Who do you reckon? Who's the best can kicker in the squad? There should be some can good kicker. ones, shouldn't there? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> What kind of can are we talking? Are we talking one of those massive monster energy drinks that Ben likes? What, what, what about something more significant, like a baked bean can? Oh, yeah. you got to be careful with that, though. You could cut Sharp your... Sharp edges. Yeah, exactly. I can say you what? cut your foot, but you wouldn't kick it with a flip-flop on, would you? What about the type of can you get, you know, like a like a booker wholesale, booker cash and carry, like the yeah. big bulk cooking cans, like chopped tomatoes, that type mm. of can? Definitely wouldn't want to head that. No, no. Get your head stuck in it, wouldn't you? <laughs> like Monica from Friends when she put her head in the turkey. Oh. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> quiet week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're trying to fill desperately here, aren't we? Because, uh, yeah, we have no uh, 
I was I was gonna I was gonna say we haven't got an opposition fan then, but I don't know if we're ready to move on to yeah the, uh, yeah please God move on <laughs> roll yeah. the tape Dave roll the yeah, tape roll the t- <laughs> we haven't got an opposition fan to talk to, <laughs> but we do have a game of football to play at twelve thirty. Don't turn up at three o'clock or you'll miss it um, at Bromerley, which is another three G surface. If I'm remembering it rightly, FMO. Oh, it uh, yeah, but we do have a decent record there, don't we? Yeah, memories of Gabby Rogers. um, Another win in that season. Did was it that season? There was a coat within the COVID season, um, not the aborted COVID season. The one after we had a win in the um, there in the league. I think it was after not winning lots of games, we won one there, and then obviously last time out Mm. we won there as well, didn't we? I think we got a draw there. I seem to remember a very late draw, Reese Murphy. Scoring very late. It was, in fact, I'll tell you why I remember because that was the 30th of November, uh, 2019. We played with Reese Murphy scored in, uh, in the last minute. I know that because it was my friend's wedding day and that's where I was. And there was a Bromley fan among did you go to, friends. Did you, did you go to your friend's wedding? <laughs> oh, no, let's not do that one again. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes. I <did>. <laughs> I was the best man, so uh, whereas you never afforded me that uh, privilege. <laughs> Quite <laughs> rightly, by the sound of it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I did go to that one, yeah. I think we should point out, by the way, that Bromley have won one in ten. Right. What was last Dor- time out against Dorking? No, lots of losses. Oh. They've lost five of those ten. Yeah, 19th in the form table if you go on five-game form. That, that is stonkingly bad, isn't it? They're still eight. Though. I know. How good was they been at one point? They must have started really strongly. But yeah, it's all a bit, all gone a bit Pete Tong from yeah, the last few games. Well, they How did many win goals at Dorking, did... didn't they? 3 2, the last game against Dorking. That's the last game, yeah. Yeah. But even that wasn't like. They nearly chucked it up because they had 10 men, didn't they? Yeah. They had, they had a man sent off and they nearly chucked that away at the end. They had chances. Ryan Seeger bagged late on and they could have equalised. Mm. Omar but, scored a few, hasn't he? Yeah. This season. Yeah. Keep seeing his name popping up. Not worried about him. Uh, by no. the way, Costa, Costa Rica have scored. As it stands, Spain and Germany are both out. Really? Hmm. There you go. Sorry. Um, Who'd have called that when Costa Rica got spanked 7-0 in the first game? That's mad, isn't it? Growing into it. Costa Rica have scored. I don't um, think any of them will be joining Yeovil Town in J- the January no. deadline now, do you? No. They're all busy for the next month. Mm. Um, back to Bromley. Um, their form is, it's a bit all over the place because in, in that run, they have drawn away at Notts County, but everyone does that. Um, but they couldn't beat Gateshead at home. Excuse me, they couldn't beat, um, they went out the FA up to Hereford. They've been done by Woking, which is no bad thing. But yeah, lost that four on the spin. Hereford, Chesterfield, Barnet, and Maidenhead lost four on a spin there. Um, strange, isn't it? Strange little form for a team that on on a just looking at the table, you'd be sat there and think, "Geez, away at a side just out of eighth, just outside the playoffs." You're thinking, "Okay, something to uh, something to go there." But actually, we should be thinking about going there and doing them, doing them. Yeah, should, well, we should, you know, should we not? Yeah, I I think so. We haven't haven't lost in four. We're in the top half of the form table now, um, based on that. And we like it there, don't we? 
I think we're kind of their bogey team. Mm, probably, yeah, yeah. And they've got that really angry manager, haven't they, who's just angry about everything. Andy Woodman. Mm, that's him, yeah, yeah. They, um, I mean, it's a time of year for a, a large, jolly gentleman, isn't it? But may, maybe not one in a baseball cap and a body warmer. <laughs> Santa Claus turned up looking like him, you'd feel a bit hard done by, wouldn't you? Yeah, I do think we probably need to be a little bit careful to not do what the Halifax Town supporter did yeah. last week and think it was going to be an easy one because they have still got... It's not going to be an easy one because <laughs> it's just not going to be easy, but like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be thinking that we can turn them over. They've got... Do them. Yeah. Michael Cheek, any team with Michael always, Cheek in... Always plays well against yeah. us, that fella. I know. He does. And Omar, I'm worried about Omar. They've got Adam Marriott as well, haven't they? Was he not Barney? Or is he at Bromley now? Adam Marriott. He was at Barney, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's no, he is. Number 10, Adam Marriott. Scored eight at Bromley? Goals. Yeah. All right, okay. All right. And, and Byron Webster. We keep forgetting about Byron Webster. Uh, Webster yeah. and Sir Womney at the back. I always thought Webster looked like a good player when he played against, played alongside a good player. Yes, we've had this conversation before, but um, yeah, Dan Byrne and Shane Duffy made him look very, very good, didn't they? Yeah, that's making a point, Omar, so wouldn't he? And, but yeah, I've already said I'm worried about Omar, so I've got. Why are you worried about Omar? Why are you worried about Omar? Because he scored a lot of goals. Yeah, and so... ex players always score against us. How many? How many? He's always played badly against us. He was the he had the absolute stinker that let Tom Knowles nick one off him and then put one in the top bins and then he gave the possession away to Charlie Wakefield and Charlie Wakefield stuck one in the other top bin. But how many? uh, How many goals has he scored this season? I don't care. How many goals have we conceded this season? Five. Five. Rubbish. (laughs) Have any of our players scored five this season? Um, No. (laughs) Um, He's he's not a concern for me. We'll keep him out. No problem at all. Max Hunt, back pocket. All right, okay. Famous. You're going to need a big back pocket to fit him. Yep. Um, famous, hopefully not last words from Ben, but certainly famous words. Words we will etch on your gravestone, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about Omar Sawumni. Yeah. Oh, um, Patrick, Patrick Hero, Omar Sawumni. Yeah. <laughs> How do we line up without Worthington? Mm. Oh, go on. You're the tactical. You tell me, how do we line up, Ben? Answer your own question. Well, for me, I think there's got to be a way to get Lawson Diaz back in the team. I'm not sure how that looks quite with the personnel, but we haven't got many other options in that position, have we? So for me, I think Diaz is the one that comes in and is asked to do that role. Or you play Giorgio and... You I was going to say, is, he, is, is, is Matt Worthington not more of a, an offensive player at the moment? Not that he is offensive, but he plays in an offensive manner. Yes. Yeah. But do we change slightly because we're away from home a little bit, not quite as Notts County as Notts County was, but do we line up a little bit differently and have the extra midfielder? Well, we didn't line up differently for Halifax, so we had the same... Same lineup at home against mm-hmm. Halifax as we did at Notts County. Um, I don't know. I think you might change it. I think 
I think we lined up against Halifax the way we did because we knew Halifax were going to line up in that way as well because we kind of matched each other up. Um, I don't know. I'm always more inclined to see us on the front foot, especially against a team who's a bit out of form. And yeah, I think if we were to go back to the 4-2-3-1, I think you're looking at, I think there's no reason not to put Giorgio in there. I don't think he was particularly effective as a winger and he certainly looked like he was the type of winger that wanted to play inside and, you know, get on the ball centrally. Um, maybe put you and Clark in, in there. I forgot about him. When was the last time he played? He missed out a knot, didn't he? I think it was the game before that he came on. Yeah, he didn't play against Halifax. Did he come on against Gateshead? Mm, not sure he did. He played at Maidstone. I remember he's at Maidstone. Let's yeah, he did. He got, he got four minutes oh. against Gateshead. Yeah. Mm. There we go. He only started one game since... Uh, no, so he started the three that were... He started at Woking and shoved a dude into a chair. Or was that Maidenhead? <laughs> that was Maidstone. That was yeah. Maidstone. Maidstone, sorry. So he started at Woking and then since then played an hour against Maidenhead, but it's, yeah, six minutes and then two not in squad. Do you know who came on for him against Maidenhead? Andrew, the right winger. Andrew, the right winger. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think there's an element of the whole loan situation with that. Uh, yeah, it has well. to be. Yeah. And getting views on the bench in case there's any keeper issues. Yeah. On the subject of loans, weren't we told that Sam Pearson's return was temporary? Yeah, no, th- yes, we were told that, but I don't think we should be believing it. Not going to say it's, a, it's it's become the most permanent, tem- the most permanent temporary. I know, <laughs> most permanent temporary. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's not coming back, is he? <laughs> no, we don't think so. no. Should we have a chat about Jimmy Torre? Oh Jim? my God. I remember him, yeah. He was when stood he just he in front of him. He was stood just in front of Ben and I at uh, Notts County, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Stood there in the away end. Um, but he is on a short-term deal, isn't he? Uh, I, I, I know, I don't think that was announced at the time, but I'm sure he's only on six months. So he's, I don't know, you, you think he's probably not in the manager's plans. The manager has seen him a bit. Um, and you would think the fact that he's not played. I mean, I mean, he's always going to be one of those ones from the minute we saw him, he looked like he was either going to be a world beater, he's going to be absolute pants, and there wasn't going to be anything in between, was there? Um, and he has been both those things, I think, uh, in mm. a Yeovil Town shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I remember rightly, last time I think I saw him, he got sent off at South End. So since then, obviously missed yeah. the two games. Yeah. Then started Oldham. Played forty-five minutes. Was I saw him there, and he was terrible, wasn't he? Yeah. But he had an injury. Yeah, yeah. Hoiked at halftime for Hulbert. Hulbert. Hulbert, and then older shot half hour. Didn't come off the bench against Maidstone. Twenty minutes against Woking. Seven minutes against Maidenhead. Unused sub, and then not in the squad for the last two. Yeah, says a lot, doesn't it? I mean, it's you could start talking about Will Dawes in the same thing. Jake Scrimshaw. Jake Scrimshaw. Jesus. 
paid money yeah. for both of those. Yeah, we did. Um, very... got, yeah, I don't know. Looking back, you just got to question the re- the recruitment. Mm. I know, you know what pot what pot were we shopping in? What basket were we picking mm. our players from? Because we're obvi- I think perhaps we thought there's an element of the quality of player was sort of, you know, what we could afford. But I think there has to be a sort of relationships thing there as well in that, you know, Mark Cooper's obviously got contacts, more current contacts within the first team world and is able yeah. to... I don't, I don't think Chris Argues would have got Andrew Oliveira or Jamie Andrews. No. Or probably Giorgio, um, who we've seen less of. But, I mean, Peterborough, an ex-club of his, aren't they? As our Orion? Was he a manager at Orion? Mark Cooper? Or player, maybe, at Orion? I don't know. Um, yeah, don't know what the West Brom connection is. But, but you, you have to think these people are on the wage bill still. So we need to be thinking about what their futures are. Do they need to be moved on now? Are they ones worth sticking with? Like Hulbert, he's gone to Plymouth Parkway. I think he'll think he'll probably do all right at that level, to be perfectly honest with you, because signs were they liked him at Gloucester, which is a level above. Um, so I think we, we reckon he might be on the move, don't we? Well, his that's what his that's what his <laughs> agent manager. said to his manager. Yeah, he was like in January he wants to get him into a higher level. All right, okay. So he might be on the move, but it just leaves you to those open doors. What of doors? What of yeah. Scrimshaw? What of Torrey? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, do we start seeing Benjani on the bench with his new pro contract? I don't know. Charlie Bateson banging him in for the under. Get him in. Yeah. Get him in. Benjani. Ben's such a just last yeah. season. It was Benjani. This season is Charlie Bateson. He just wants whoever's scoring goals. He just wants to see him. Yes, goal scorers in my teams, please. Yes, it's a yeah. wild revelation. I mean, not bad goal. logic. Who's scoring goals in the under 12s, Dave? Ah, uh, do we I know? Chris is menacing. Yeah, I think I think Chris has got a, a couple of kids who play in the uh, in the youth levels. They got to be decent players, haven't they? Yeah, but just good purely, genes purely through genetics. I think that's yeah. how most football talent works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why the Beckhams are all first teamers for. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> England into Miami. <laughs> yeah, um, we strayed from Bromley. We've talked about the lineup. Um, who oh. do you want to play in the middle, Ben? Who Who are you looking for in that? I one? I think we're going to go a little bit different. I think we're going to set up a teeny tiny bit more defensively, and I think Diaz comes in. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with Diaz because I think Diaz is um, he's capable of many things, isn't he? He's capable of being a bit more defensive, um, but he is. Uh, he, he's got that killer pass in him as well, isn't he? Which, but he, he just doesn't have the. I was going to say he doesn't have the legs like Worthington, but I'm sure his legs are perfectly fine. But it just they don't. They're maybe not as uh, unstoppable as Matt Worthington's legs are. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely different. Different, legs. different types yeah. of players, like in terms of the energy. Like, I think Worthy will just chase for ninety, whereas I don't. Lawson Daff will run for 90, but not necessarily mm. give you a 30-yard sprint to no. dive and get sent off. Mm. Mm. 
intriguing. Dave, did you say you were going? I am going. Yeah. yeah. What is the matter with you? So yeah, I mean, it kind it kind of depends on the on the trains uh, seeing me right, which um I'm. What time are you rel- leaving for a twelve thirty kickoff? Uh, it's an eight o'clock train out of Preston. Well, it's not unreasonable, I suppose. No, it's not. Still, it's not too unreasonable. Still, yeah. Um, and then Preston to London Euston, London Euston to London Victoria, London Victoria to Bromley South. Getting at Bromley South at eleven thirty-six. Nice. Bit late um, for you, that isn't it? Late I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm feeling nervous because I've only got because <laughs> because I've I've only I've only got one. Um, I I always make myself. I always give myself two alternatives. So there's the, if I miss that train, then there's another train, then there's another train. But this time there's only one. So I've only got one <laughs> alternative. Everyone needs. Oh, ev- so you've got so you've got an alternative, but you've only got one. Only one, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Exactly. Yeah. Dave yeah. is going to make it with yeah. plenty of time before kickoff. Yeah. All the P's. Pre planning prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> Remember that. Never forget your P's. Okay. I won't forget my P's. No. All the Q's. Yeah. Should we take some questions? I think we're going to ask you, aren't the, we? The yeah, segue yeah. was there from don't forget your P's or Q's to GCQ's. Mm. That was the segue, lads. Come on, we've let this slip tonight. All right. Ben, have you got the questions? No, I haven't, no. Because yeah. <laughs> I failed to prepare. And thusly, <laughs> this is some piss ball performance. And did we ask it on Facebook? We did ask it on Facebook. And I'm just quickly looking because there was one. But I think the question was... What do we think Scott's um, uh, news in? Uh, the question was. Oh, I can't even bloody see him now. You know, sometimes on Facebook, you can see there's been a comment and you have to search it by like most relevant or newest or uh, whatever. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not coming up. Sorry. Um, that. Oh, that? I have got one. I have got one. What was that thing about the peas? Yeah, the peas, yeah. Okay, so here's one. John Margetts. Would it be possible to build a squad out of players who are bought who were born in or within 30 miles of Yeovil? I can think of Ben Hamer, goalkeeper. Yeah. Scored against him. Lord Isgrove, Lloyd Isgrove, who I think played Sub-keeper. over Southampton. Is he a keeper? Oh, no. He's a midfield player. I'm thinking of a different Lloyd. Yeah. Um, Irish. Irish, that's the fella. Yeah, uh, and Ryan Seeger. Now, I put Chris Wheel in there ahead of Ben Hamer. Craig Alcock. Is he from Yeovil? Lindy? Oh, we're talking about cur- are we talking about current players, you think? Probably. What about Martin, Martin Craney? Martin Craney, yeah. Martin Craney, yeah. Um, so, if it can be done, who would you have in your squad? He wants a squad now. <laughs> I can't even think of 11, let alone a squad, John. <laughs> Crying out loud. <laughs> we could do a um, five-a-side team, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we might have to might have to come back to you on that one, John, but there's a few there. I can't think of any more off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, that's but... a bit more research required. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry, John. Yeah, and, and, sorry, John. The other question from Stephen Hallett was, do you think Scott's big plans will have to have... We'll have to excite fans. We'll have to excite the fans. I mean, yeah, I would imagine 
some kind of plans are going to have to excite someone, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Well, there needs to be something that supporters are going to sort of feel positive about. Yeah, and like be able to get behind and think, oh, there's a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming that is the, the news, the developments. The developments are developments. Developing development. Mm. Okay. But yes, um, uh, that, so those are all the Facebook questions. Tom Nichols, Exeter City Striker, was born in Wellington. That's not At 30 know. miles? Yeah. It's, it's got to be, it's gotta be within 30 miles. Yes, together, yes it is. It is. Yeah, 100%. Okay. All right. Not Wellington, New Zealand, no? No. Okay. There is another Wellington. Benny Wellington. Give him the boot. Um, okay. Um, have so Stony, yeah, has asked us if we what we thought about. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the tweet? Uh, it's a TikTok of um, an England song to the tune of uh, uh what's the Christmas song? The Pogus Christmas song. Why is that not in my head? The Polish Christmas song. The Pogues. Oh, uh, Fairy Tale in New York. Fairy Tale in New York. There we go. There's a there's an... Polish Christmas song. I don't know any Polish Christmas songs. <laughs> I've never been to a Polish Christmas. <laughs> there's a yeah, someone's changed the words. Right. To no, I have Fairy Tale in New York. Um right. and it's a TikTok video. Is it is it brilliant or is it appalling? It's the type of thing that when you start it, you think, oh no, but by the end. You're Genius. In. You're right. in. Okay. He has tagged us in it, so you know. Go and watch give, it. Give it a watch. And okay. then you know, you can yeah. What we could do is you could separately go on mute, watch it, and then give give your thoughts. Is, right. is Bath within 30 miles of Yeovil? Possibly. Good question. Can you search that for me? Because Tyrone Mings was born in Bath. Okay. Right. Pause this this recording whilst I go. 39.1. Oh, stinker. What about Clevedon? Probably further. Mm. That rules you out, Jack Butland. Shall we pause it so you can both watch that TikTok and then we'll we'll be back? Pause it. Immediate reaction. Well, verdict. Love it. Love it. Although I did think, so my my, my thoughts were, Samaras felt a bit forced. I was disappointed Cohen wasn't Chris Cohen. And it sounded like Welsh to me. But apart from that, I'm all for it. Did you watch the fairy tale of New York one? Yes. What did you think of the fairy tale of New York one? That's what I'm I'm, I'm commenting on. The Samaras, where they talked about Samaras, it felt like they tried to, they, they shoehorned that in. Do you I not think, think it sounded like Welsh? Just like a collection you, of... You've, you've watched the wrong one. one. You, yeah, you've, you've watched, watched the Band-Aid. One. you watched the Band-Aid one. No, no, I haven't. It's a fairy tale <laughs> in New York. There was no reference to George or Samaras in that clip. There was... Uh, no, what's his name? Samaras. Yeah, Samaras, who played for... Um, uh, yeah, but he's for not Manchester English. City. He's not English. Well, then I. Well, maybe I've watched the wrong one. I, I've, I've watched one called The Fairy Tale of New York. He's on, he's, he's on the YouTube. No. Yeah, I'm the, on the YouTube. The, there's a 
Oh, Dave. It's oh, sorry, I watched the wrong one. Literally in the GCQs. <laughs> no, I, 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 I clicked the link. I clicked the link and it took me to this. Why are you clicking links? Just play the thing. It says it there. There's, there's oh, a... no. So I tell you what I've done. <laughs> he's, he, he's put more than one on. That's why. There's more than one. If you look, he's, uh, he, he's, put, the, he's put the England fan one. That one. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then he said, and another what? one to have a look at too. So I've had a look at the other one. Oh, right. right. Well, and There's another either, one further up. I, I can't. I can't. Have to. <laughs> no, no. But uh, what's the other one? The other one's brilliant. <laughs> Bells are ringing out for Van Hooydonk May. I think he was. Was yeah. Hoydonk. See, yeah. See, see the one, the other one yeah. that you've not watched is all about England like winning the World Cup. I'm I'm, I'm international. So okay. I'm 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 Fair. all right with it. Fair, Ben. You've you've you know, passed, correct one. Yeah, you passed. No, I didn't realize there's so many rules around this, but <laughs> I I watched it and immediately thought I've never felt more Senegalese. If if that's if that's what we're going with, I would they can put us out of our misery on Sunday evening. Wow, that's oh. let's let's not that's that's up there with people. Telling their kids to hold banners up at football matches, saying, "Please, can I have your shirt, Lionel Messi?" Wow, it's that bad. It's, I, I, up, I mean, it's I, up there. I, what's the story in Balamori? What's the story? What's the story Bori? with Oliver Bori is four hundred and twelve point three times better than that absolute <laughs> shambles. Well, I'm glad and I watched the wrong his one. His voice then. breaks halfway through. <laughs> it's terrible. So right, the babe. other one. The other one's brilliant. Maybe I love it. Other one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that went well, I have to say. <laughs> uh, Dave didn't watch it and Ben hated it. There you go. There you go. Um, Dexter Tyson with his weekly food based question mm. would like to know lads, what are your thoughts on cheesy leeks or cauliflower cheese on a roast dinner? Personally, it's always a no no due to the cheese and gravy mixing together. I'm with Dexter. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I would have it on the if if maybe on a side dish, I would have it. Um, but no, I, not 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 with you, not with your gravy. That's just yeah, wrong. Sorry. Uh, leeks, yes. Cauliflower, no. Okay. Cauliflower right. and a curry, big fan. Cauliflower and chickpea curry, very nice. Um, but not not in not in the leeks. I have to say we don't. So. On my side of the family, we'd never have a cheesy base thing in a roast dinner. But the the in-laws, they'll do a cauliflower cheese, and I don't hate it. I think it depends on depends on how it's. I've built. noticed that some of Ian's food choices are very on the fence. He's he's kind of he's quite an easy man to please on the food side of things. I think. <laughs> I think if you yeah it, it does I don't think it takes a lot to get it right with Ian. No, when it comes no. to food. No. Which Ben, I think, is a very particular eater. <laughs> well, um, good food done right. I think we'll, yeah. we'll be fine. I think Ben knows what he likes and likes what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Watts would like to know which former Yeovil Town player would you have liked to have seen more of that maybe wasn't given a fair chance or long enough to show what they could do in the club by the yeah uh, by the club in the past. So, for more. I can't say it. I've just said it. 
Oh. He said it really quietly. I know, because I wasn't allowed to say it. So I thought I'd say Keith really quietly. I would have liked to have seen more of Ryan Seeger, who I didn't think really got that much of a chance um, under, under, under Darren Way. Um, but I think could have not necessarily been massively prolific, but I think he I think he deserved more of a chance than, than he got. I saw him smash one in off the bar and back up into yeah. the roof of the net. Yeah, that was his that was his highlight, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um what about Ollie Bassett? Absolutely tearing it up up in Canada right now. <laughs> Canada. Mm. Canada. <laughs> uh I'm not sure about him. Was he not a bit lightweight? He was about twelve. Of course he was lightweight. <laughs> but he still looks lightweight. Yeah. Uh could he do it on a Cold Tuesday night in Bromley. Done it in a, I bet he's done it in colder nights in um <laughs> Canada. Vancouver. Yeah, Canada, yeah. <laughs> um okay. So one for Ollie Bassett. No, one I've for got, Ryan Seeger. I've got oh, for... you've got a real one now, have you? Yeah, Keith Moore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um I mean Keith Moore had quite a lot of chances. He <laughs> played, played, played in uh, wrong positions on, on occasion. And I don't think it's true to say that Kiefer Moore was consistently played at centre-back. Um, no, played I think, I think, twice. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Kiefer Moore's problem was that he was probably too soon to be expected to be a goal, uh, a goal scorer in the Championship, which was um, a bit unfair uh, upon him. Um, yeah, I think maybe a bit too much was expected of him too soon. Um, and he's obviously benefit from from the experience but equally when he left i didn't think oh my god we've lost one there Kiefer Moore. i i wasn't overly fussed about the fact that, that that he left and and i do wonder whether and i think i've said this before going out with us in the way that he did might have been the spark they needed he went to norway after that didn't he and uh we we discovered his um his loves for it so maybe uh maybe we did him a favor yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think of a player. My brain has just gone totally... Just say Jimmy Torrey and let's move on. Jimmy Torrey. Jake Scrimshaw. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another question then. Uh... Can I just say, sorry, I've just found um, he's not a footballer born in um, Somerset, but a cricketer. And I just have to mention him because his name is E.W. Bastard. E.W. Bastard? <laughs> born in Taunton. He was a left-handed batter and slow left-arm spin bowler. Represented wow. Oxford University in Somerset in the late 1880s. Wow. Top score of 47. All right. Yeah. But I just wanted Speaking to mention of cricket, his name. The cricket was a bit mental today, wasn't it? Brilliant. Loved it. Worth worth a wake up. Four centuries. Love it. Can oh, I yeah. ask a, 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 a question about cricket, which I think will be really stupid, but can I ask it anyway? Mm-hmm. So when I was drive, when I was driving into work, they kept saying, and England are really benefiting from playing on a flat pitch. Now, now, can you tell me what cricket pitch isn't flat? Pretty much anyone in India. Right. What do, what do they mean by a flat pitch? Well, I mean, it is quite literally a case of if you put a spirit level on it, it would be perfect. It's and like how a, is that, it's how, basically uh, a road. Okay. And uh, uh, so, so they're saying it's like... Um, 
solid, compacted. Because surely yeah. if you put a spirit level on the oval, it's not going to be far off flat, is it? Uh, well, no. Lords has got a bit of a slope on it, which has its challenges. So it slopes across the pitch. So if you're bowling at a certain angle, you can swing the ball slightly easier. Certain subcontinent tracks in India and Bangladesh are really dusty, which means the ball will grip a lot more and break up the cracks. So actually, what's it's that not got as to flat. do with the fact that it's flat or not? Because in India or Bangladesh, it might not be flat because the bits of the because the the pitch breaks up. Oh, it's so okay, dry, I see. So it might have little potholes, but this oh, is so okay. well compacted. And it's it's like it's been tarmacked, which is a batter's dream. Right. Okay. All right. Sorry to break into cricket there. No, it's quite right. Nice. That's the that's one for the cricketers. Yeah. Um, what was the question? I've forgotten now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robin Bachelor. Couple questions. Um, let's get Ben rolled up first. What's okay. your favourite of this year's Christmas sandwich releases? Didn't think much to the Greg's one, if I'm honest with you. Um, the Boots one, very heavy on the cranberry, which is just unnecessary. Um, which other ones have I had? What other ones have I had? I tell you where I did do a good one. Poundland. Found myself in Poundland, picking up some bits in a couple of um, very cheap um, advent calendars for the kids, for the chocolate. And... I was like, I'm just going to grab a sandwich while I'm here. Went to the fridge and they had a pigs in blanket sandwich. Basically just a sausage and bacon. But I'll tell you what, it was lovely because it had stuffing in it. So Poundland's stopping the list so far this year. I, 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 haven't, I haven't done the appropriate legwork, but with a month to go, with 25 days to go, they're leading the line. I, I've not tried any of them, to be no, honest me, with you. Me neither. I thought there is a... Shop across from my work that does a uh, that the old baguette with a Christmas dinner in it. That's fantastic. But um, nice, yeah, gravy and everything. Yeah, uh, Earl Sandwiches does a nice uh, Christmas one. Maybe listening, to... Earl sponsorship packages are available. Yeah, may have to partake. Love an Earl. Those were the days. Uh, Robin asks. As well, in light of the concerns from some LGBT fans about the safety of the Qatar World Cup, are there any steps YTFC could make to uh, could take to make people feel more welcome at Hewish Park, regardless of their sexual orientation, gender identity? Cancel the preseason trip to Doha. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Is there one of them uh, in the offing? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a. It's a. One of those questions that it feels like the answers are so simple, but I'm not sure how simple they actually are. Because, like, people should just be included. Like, no one should feel that way. But I don't, I don't know. Because I don't know. I don't know. Speaking as a gay man, there's a sentence for you. I, I, I've, <laughs> ne- I, 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 I've never, I've uh, never, never felt particularly unincluded at Yeovil Town or particularly at any football um, football ground, occasionally you'll hear the odd thing shouted, but I, I've heard that at many a ground, not just um, uh, at, at Yeovil Town, but I think I think we do most things. I mean, there's, there's some clubs do a lot more. I've noticed Exeter City are very, very strong. Um, maybe it's just because I see their, their social media output, but they're, they're very good with it. I've, I mean, I've seen Yeovil players wearing the old rainbow laces and all of that kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I always think with these things, it's more about humanity and society without <laughs> risking to get too, too, too um, uh, high on, on, on this one. But I think with everything, it, it's more about the people who were there as opposed to the, I mean, the football club or any organization can do their bit can't they to to promote and i i think by and large we do we do most things um in 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 a, in a, in a lot of cases but i think it's mostly about the, the the people who were there being inclusive as well and like i say i've never felt particularly discriminated against um at a, at a game of football other than i remember one bloke called me the squeaky one so uh that was <laughs> Yeah, which is probably fair enough. Uh, <laughs> slightly shrill sounding. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if that answers your question, Robin, but yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, one of those things, like you said, it's like a big, it's bigger than football. Yeah. Having the solution to. Yeah. But I, I, to. I think, I think, I think when you see things like the World Cup and you see how. I, I do genuinely think that people have, have said things and done things, including footballers, because they believe them to be the right thing, as opposed to they've done them and thought them because um, they feel like they have to at the time. But I also think, and this is going to make me sound like a really old man as well, is that <laughs> I think people's attitudes are, are, are changing, aren't they? Like I, I talk to my... Um, my, my niece and nephew are like um, nine and 11 now. And I don't think they even notice. I mean, they'll, they'll know about these things, but it's just so every day to them because that, that they, they've only grown up ever knowing that thing. Like, I remember my nephew try, uh, going up to a TV and trying to like expand the screen on it like it was a like it was an iPhone. You know, like, just everybody's just, it's just second nature to them, isn't it? So I think, yeah, as we as we go on, it'll become come hopefully it will become a thing where it doesn't really matter but hey ho there we go that was a serious question that was a party political broadcast on behalf of the <laughs> to to change it round uh edward uh ew bastard's dad was called henry horlock bastard <laughs> brilliant so bastard is his surname yeah wow yeah, he was okay. the second son of henry horlock bastard if go. we keep saying that, do, do we have to apologise to Debs and her son? Oh, no, or... it's his son. It's his son. It's his name. That, it's just the name. name. Okay. All right. I, I will say this, though. Whoever's written his Wikipedia page has made every effort to get it in every single line. <laughs> you know what I want to see? I want to hear that Wikipedia page read by Sean Bean. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Bastard. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay. Sam Gregory asks, with ongoing talk about property developers within the fan base, how would you personally feel if at some point in time the Hewish Park site was sold for a development, but with assurances that a new stadium with appropriate facilities was built? Appreciate this is all hypothetical. So I have this overarching feeling of, do we need a new stadium or should we just fill this one up first? fill it up with what <laughs> other human concrete all oh, right okay right yeah yeah houses yeah. um <laughs> i i'm just gonna play devil's advocate um i think if we had a stadium 
in a better place that wasn't such of a pain in the ass to get to in that the trains, well, there's no trains, all the trains are the other mm. side of town for away supporters. Um, I'm not sure where the nearest bus stop is or, you know, at the weekend, the buses are few and far between. Um, yeah, bus coming up Preston Road, weren't there? Probably, probably the nearest place to it. Yeah. Um, but, but Somerset in general is a shocking public transport area, isn't it? Uh, I well, I drive everywhere. Well, exactly <laughs> because <laughs> because there's no public transport. You know what I mean? That that obviously yeah. isn't there. It's the old thing of I know people in my part of the world who could only really choose the Taunton area for colleges and for for further education because there's one bus to Yeovil from Ilminster on a Wednesday, and that's it. Yeah, you can't, and you can't get home. <laughs> you can get there, you can't get back. Yeah, no, it's that it's that type of thing, and and opening up. I mean, we're going into huge wider areas, aren't we now? But there needs to be a better way of getting people in and out of Yeovil. Can I say that uh, if we've probably been in this position before sometime in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, um, when we played in the middle of town and we thought, I'll tell you what, let's move out to Hamston. There's nothing out there at the moment. <laughs> <clears throat> and then just the rest of Yeovil has... Uh, has, has, has grown around us but I mean there's been a lot of places that have been mentioned like that and you've seen a lot of um, clubs have moved into those sort of out of town locations Cartgate has been mentioned so many times because it's on the on the road there doesn't really help as far as uh, public transport is concerned I think the showground the oval showground has been mentioned down by there's a rugby club down there and it used to be called Ival Barbarians I don't know what they call it these days but um, that's obviously near to Yeovil Junction train station so that would make a bit more sense but I, I would say if I wouldn't be opposed to, to us moving stadiums if suitable facilities were made available and those have, you know, the facilities the problem with the stadium we've got at the moment is that stadium, and I remember Will and uh, Will Ranner and, and Tim Lancaster mentioning, that was just like the most specked out stadium you've ever been to when, when it was built in the uh, early 90s. That was like a spaceship had landed in Houndston. It was, it was ridiculous, the standard that it was made at. And I remember people coming from like other clubs going, this is just amazing, uh, the stadium that you're playing in. And, and and the problem is isn't the you know, the quality of the stadium. It's the fact that it's just been left to rot for so many years. Basically, ever since it was built, it's never really had a great deal done to it. Um, so if we were to move to somewhere where you could actually maintain the facilities, possibly even somewhere smaller. I mean, I don't know. It depends on where our long-term ambitions um, are in terms of the capacity of the. Um, uh, the capacity of the ground but yeah I, I, if if we were benefiting from the sale and the development of that site we were benefiting the football club was benefiting from it um and there was another stadium which was being built i think that's um that I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to just moving somewhere else i know but, it's something tim said in the week yeah. and can't we just fill in the corners yeah. have a clubhouse and put a roof on the away end that's all we really need. Simple things like most other football clubs did years ago. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I mean by investment in that stadium. Now, again, 
I, I, at the risk of uh, giving um, praise to Scott Priestle twice in one podcast, um, <clears throat> he has spoken at the Supporters Alliance meeting that he, he is looking to redevelop the stadium as, as well as develop the land around it. Now, we don't know what those plans are because those plans haven't been made available yet. But when they are, let's hope there is something like that in there. Do you know where I'd like to put a stadium? Go on. Back in the middle of town. <laughs> yeah. Where the public transport is good and there's no shops because all the shops are empty. How about Tesco? How about we knock down <laughs> Tesco and put it there instead? In the bottom end of town, knock down all the Glover's Walk. Get rid of the lot. Put a football in the bus station at Glover's Walk. Yeah, the bus station. There you go. Right next yeah. to the bus station. Yeah. Build the bus to, station into it. Closer An integrated to, transport hub. Close to the Penn Mill train station. All Bring right. people back into the town. You've got 24 town, days so. to get your planning applications in, mate. Why 24 days? Because then it's before Christmas. Why do I need to do it before Christmas? Because then's the rules. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to win the Euro millions as well. Uh, Martin Lee asks, what position do you think Yeovil will finish the season in? And where do you think the players should go for a Christmas party? Time to book. 12th Club Neo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever happened to Portis Black in Yeovil? Yeah, it became an all-you-can-eat Chinese and is now, I think it's empty now. But oh. that's part of the area I would knock that down and that's where I'd be putting the Oh, okay. Putting stadium. the stadium in there. That's got a hell of a slope on it, that, that little area there. And you're going to have to get a lot of levelling off. Uh, yeah. We've got, who's the levelling up secretary? Get them involved. <laughs> Jacob Reese Morgan. <laughs> this week. <laughs> uh uh, so 12th and Club Neo, then? Um, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with your optimism on 12th, Dave, by the way. Ooh. I thought you were nailed on for 15th. Um, I can't remember what I predicted, but yeah. I think we will finish. I'll go, I'll go one better. I'm going to go 11th. And where's the Christmas party? Bristol. <laughs> Bristol. Cribs calls away. Yeah. <laughs> Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, ninth. Oh, oh, oh flipping <laughs> it! Blimey, he's going. <laughs> Where are these goals coming from? Mark Cooper's bucking glovers. Yeah, um, and they're gonna go back to where it all went wrong and go to Mambo's in Taunton. Oh, oh, is that where they after they got relegated? Yeah. Hmm. There we go. And another foodie one, Clevo. Mm. What advent calendars do the Glovers casters have? And is there no age limit to having one? No, no age limit. Um, I have. My wife got me this big Cadbury chocolate bar that has just 24 segments on it. Is that, is that an actual calendar? Or is it, it does. It's, it's called the advent calendar bar. All right. Okay. And do you like it, it or are you quietly fuming that it's the same chocolate for the whole month? No, it's fine. I don't have an advent calendar, um, but I probably should get one. And then I get an extra chocolate, don't I? Because And they'll be half price. There you go. Um, but no, I don't think. I think, yeah, chocolate or cheese or what is it? You said there was a beer one or mm. I can't remember. Yeah, there you go. You open to everyone, isn't it? 
Ian, have you got one? I've not got one. I don't expect to be getting one at this late, this late stage. Has your little man got one? He's got three. Of course he has. <laughs> does does, does he not feel like he should be sharing? Uh, you'd like to think so, but no, those are those are his. <laughs> even even the ones on the eighth, those are his too. Um, yeah, Milky Bar. Oh, nice. nice! I would like a Milky Bar um, advent calendar. Yeah, me too. Uh, a Milky Bar one. Mum's bought him a lint one, where like on December the twenty fourth, it's a teddy Bunny. bear. Oh, um, and then it's got like little snowball ones in it as well. And I think Mama there are Perkins pulling out in the, it too. At the top jaw, Mama Perkins. And we got him a Pokemon one. Nice. Got to catch them all. Yeah, well, there we go. There we go. Right. How have we made this podcast one hour 15, by the way? <laughs> we stopped in the middle for quite and, a bit, didn't we? And, I listened to the wrong song. And we've got to go on to... Any more Steve. GCQs before we go? No more GCQs, but Fans 5. We do have a Fans 5. And this week, it is Mr. Stephen Salden. Cheers, everyone. Enjoy Bromley, Dave. I'll try my best if I make it. Got a backup plan. It's fine. Okay, it's fans five time. And I am actually joined tonight by somebody who has been supporting Yeovil Town even longer than me. Yes, I think dinosaurs roamed the earth when he was... uh, when he began supporting us. So welcome to the Glovers Cast, or welcome back to the Glovers Cast, to Mr. Steve Salden. Hello, Steve. Hi, hi, Dave. How are you? All right? I'm all right. You haven't hung up on me after that rather rude introduction, but... Uh, I'm, I'm used to it now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to, I've got to get him in. Got to get him in while I can. So I, I always remember you as Steve Salden of the Oval Express, but it's Steve Salden of the Oval Press. Exactly. The, the, the Oval Express of, it, of the, the paper format is no longer with us. So the Oval Press is very much with us and there's nothing X about the Oval Press. Oh, very good. Yeah, get a marketing slogan in there anyway. Right. OK, well, this is this is supposed to be quick fire. So we, we'll, we'll have to rattle these along. But uh, I've got five questions to ask. I think you know what they are because I told you the other day. But um, I'd like to start by asking you, Stephen, this might go back to the point we just made here was, when was your first game supporting Yeovil Town? Right. I, th- I think I might have been to one or two games beforehand, but the, the, the first game I can actually properly remember was um, the Norwich City FA Cup third round game in 1980. That's only 42 years ago, so it's not that long ago. I'm going to say that is about as long as I was born. About the year, it was certainly the year I was born, anyway. So, um, oh, well, it was a good year then. Yeah, exactly. So, tell us that. Tell us something about that game that, that sticks out. If there's anything. Um, well, the the thing that I remember very vividly. Um, my my late stepfather took me to the game. It was a, it was a bit of a, a Christmas treat because obviously it was it was early in the new year, and um, he wasn't what I would say, a, a, a great football fan. So we, we got there quite early and the, the Queen, Queen Street, Queensway end was packed already with Yeovil fans. But he, he was a bit naive and he looked to, to the other end of the ground and it was completely empty. So he said, I yeah. oh, will stand round there, Steve. So, that, so we marched on round. There wasn't really any, we just 
marched past the segregation and what what there was, and we stood behind the goal, and there was me with my, my traditional green and white scarf, my rosette and what have you, and then um, we were stood there very, very happily. Then all of a sudden, about half an hour before kickoff, we were surrounded by about a thousand Norwich fans. <laughs> they all said they came from the goal. And I always remember my stepfather, because I was stood in front of my stepfather, and he sort of very slowly leant over to me and whispered to me to say, take your scarf off. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be in the wrong end. OK, yeah. what, was the, what was the score in that game? No, it was a 3-0, 3-0 victory to um, Norwich City. But um, I'm sure the, the older supporters listening in will, will remember that we were hard done by because our goalkeeper, Brian Parker, was um, basically, he played for a lot of the game um, concussion because he got knocked in the head so so he did he, he could, I, I think I'm sure I heard Brian Parker say that he, he didn't really know what day it day it was and he'll, he'll, he'll remember it if he just looks in the history books again okay so, so, so that was your first game as a Yeovil Town supporter what was your favourite game as a Yeovil Town supporter I'm sure there's been many oh I, I know I know you told me this question beforehand and it's just so difficult to to sort of pinpoint one game because there have obviously been disappointments along the way, but there's been a, a lot more high points and um, I, there's so many. I can I can think of the, the the FA Cup game down at Weymouth back in '87, I think, in the fourth qualifying round when we won three one. That was a great day out. And um, I'm gonna have to press you for one, Steve. I'm sorry. Right. I am gonna go for the 2002. FA Trophy fourth round replay at Doncaster Rovers, ah, where we won 5 4. Absolutely. What a comeback that was. I think we were 3 0 down with about half an hour to go, and we yeah. came back to win 5 4. Because I, I think that's where it, where all the, the glory is of the Gary Johnson era. That's it. I think that was the afternoon where it all began. Okay. So that was it. That was your favourite game. And, and and this next question might might come into the same thing. What was your favourite moment as a Yeovil supporter? If you had to pick it down to a, a goal or a save or a something, I, I think moment? the favourite moment, funnily enough, was back at Doncaster Rovers when we won the won the conference. There was that moment because we we won the conference at Doncaster before our game kicked off because I think we were on a later later kickoff time. But because of the results elsewhere, we heard that Yeovil had won the conference before before the Yeovil Doncaster game, and I think that was the my favourite moment because everybody started celebrating before before we'd even started the game. So that was, that was a great day. So so it wasn't even there wasn't even a game in play when you had your favourite moment. Then. No, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Well, we're getting through these. So uh, fourth question: Who's your favourite Yeovil Town player? Okay. <sighs> See that again. That's, there's so many, so many players, great players and favourite players we've had. I, I, I think back to my early days. John McGinley was a big favourite. He used to live next door to me as well for for a time as well. And then so, so he, he was one of my favourites. And obviously Warren Patmore later on. He's a great, great goal scorer for Oval. But I think, I think if I had to choose one player, uh, I'd be Gavin Williams. Superb, Gavin absolutely Williams. superb player. Yeah. Just, just a, a consummate, classy midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he sort of. I, I used to like it how how he get the ball and he sort of just glide across the pitch, and he was just superb, superb to watch, yeah, and a great yeah. lad as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, you, you've picked a few characters. There. I think John McGinley was once described as a Scottish headbanger, wasn't he, by one of our managers? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, I, I think. 
I think that's a fairly unfair fair description. Fair description. <laughs> okay, well, that leads us to our fifth and final question then. What does Yeovil Town mean to you, apart from employment and keeping you in Colomiches? Yes, indeed. Um, I must admit, I'm, I'm very lucky that I do, I do a job that I love, but I also report about the club that I love. So I, the, the club came, came before the job. So I, I, th I think I'd probably speak for many, many, many Yeovil Town fans who probably say that they love the club, but might not necessarily be in love with the club at the moment. Yeah. So, that's, that's the way I look at it. I, th I think there's thousands of Yeovil fans who love the club. But at the moment, obviously, we, we know all the or everything that's going on there, and is and and people are sort of staying away because because they're they're not in love with Yeovil Town Football Club at the moment, which is sad. Mm. Yeah. So so you would describe uh, Yeovil Town as being uh, the, the the love that uh, that sometimes doesn't love you back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Right, Steve. Well, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for the fans five. And if there is anyone else out there who wants to do a fans five and give us their answers to those questions you said Steve answer, then uh, drop us a line on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, you find us anywhere, send us a carrier pigeon or whatever. But Steve, once again, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Dave. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot. Goal. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com